welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. I'm Dr. Anthony Arcido, co-owner of Eastside Movement Company. This podcast, we are going to discuss all things health and wellness, dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way you can actually understand. Okay, so welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. I have with me today Grant Rogers. Uh, Grant wears a few hats, uh, but we met Grant through Breakfast Club. Um, on Grant's Instagram bio, he says that he is a chef of Breakfast Club. Um, Grant also races bikes and does some other things, but uh, I'm going to let Grant introduce himself. And we're going to start on an interesting way. So Breakfast Club does rider profiles on their riders, um, but I don't know the answers to these questions about Grant, so we're going to start out this way. Um, who is Grant Rogers? Awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm Grant. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm originally from Kansas, and I found my way down to Austin um, to go to college. So I came down here in 2011, went to UT. Um, I've swam my whole life, and I never even touched a bike in, in the form that I do now <laughs> until I was done with college. Um, so I swam all through college, had that love for, for movement from there, and found a bike after that. Um, I moved out to California for a couple of years after college, really fell in love with riding out there, and then uh, missed Austin so much that I came back. So nice. here I am. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about the swimming, because swimming at the University of Texas, for anyone in the swimming world, knows that that is a huge deal to be on that team. What was your time at Texas like? It was, it was grueling, yeah. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was four years of, you know, morning two-hour practices, afternoon three, four-hour practices, Golly. half in the gym, half in the water, Saturday mornings. Um, and, you know, Texas is also a challenging academic, academic school, so um, it was a lot of put your head down and work and, and work hard, and so that's kind of where I fell in love with working hard. Gotcha. Okay, so before, before you got to Texas, had your club team prepared you for that? Were you ready to go? I would say no. <laughs> um, I grew up in Kansas, like I said, and um, there are some states where swimming is really huge and there's a lot of good structure and programs around it. In Kansas, not so much. Um, so I actually ended up having to move my two summers before I went to college to Denver, Colorado, and I lived with one of my club coaches who had moved there just because he was the best thing for me, and I knew that if I wanted to swim in college, I needed to like dedicate myself to that. So I spent two summers there just swimming because... Um, my club team in, in Kansas, you know, is cycling through coaches and just not the, the best structure there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you got done swimming. I hear Texas did pretty well while you were at Texas in terms <laughs> of swimming. Um, and then you touched a bike. How, how'd that happen? Yeah, I, I was, you know, I told myself that when I, when I graduated from swimming, um, I still had one year left in Austin that I was in the best shape of my life. And, you know, I, I knew that it would be hard to hold that. And I had this bucket list item of wanting to do an Ironman triathlon. Okay. And I was like, yeah. if I don't do this now with this one year I have left before I started actually working, I'm never going to do it. So <laughs> that's, that's, that was the catalyst for me jumping in. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So you signed up to do an Ironman. I did. And you did an Ironman. How was it? My first triathlon ever was, was an Ironman. Iron Man. Oh, God. <laughs> so that, that should give you a little bit of idea of how it went. <laughs> um, I survived. I'm, uh -huh. here, I'm here to tell the tale, um, but it broke my body for sure. It was, you know, I did it in just over 11 hours, but it was a solo endeavor where, you know, I trained mostly by myself, put clip-on aero bars to my road bike oh my and just gosh. got out there and did it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what, what happened after that? Did you dabble in some more tries? Did you like get more into biking? Where'd you yep. go? Yep. So I did my, my Ironman um, the week that I moved out to California. So I drove across country with my dad. 
we got to Northern California. We got an Airbnb. I did my Iron, Iron Man, and we moved into my apartment in San Francisco the next day. So, oh my god! So um, that <laughs> was that was the way I started my my California my California time. Um, but when I was out there, um, after I recovered for a couple months, I you know got back on the bike and the hills. Um, I mean, I lived in San Francisco. You'd cross the Golden Gate Bridge, and the hills were just it was a, a playground for cyclists. And so I really really dove into cycling out there. Um, focused more on just having a good time and being out there on the bike and not training for an Ironman. Um, I did do a couple more half Ironmans when I was out there in, in California. Just <laughs> casually, you know, I like to I like to hurt myself. Um, but uh, it was for me. It was a way to like explore California too. I would go. I uh, did one in Santa Cruz. Did another one in a different part of Northern California. So for me, it was more like doing it for the enjoyment of it and you know not necessarily like focused on elite performance. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So what is it about type two fun and endurance sports? Like most of the people I talk to in Breakfast Club either grew up swimming, they grew up running. Mm -hmm. It's rare that someone seems like they didn't have one of those sports, at least to some extent in their like back pocket growing up. Right, right, yeah. It's it's so funny that you asked that because I actually um, had to Google what type two fun was um, <laughs> before this and I was like, yeah. wait a second. This is just my kind of fun. That I was it. like, this is just this is just what I do. Um, so I think I think that it um, is more about for me learning about myself through that. Hmm. Um, you know, while you may type two fun is like what you're not you may not love it at the time, but you love it after, and you, and, you know. So um, I think that for me that is a type of experience and fun that you know goes beyond that immediate moment. Yeah, and I think that. Um, I've definitely surrounded myself with and breakfast club is just a community of people that embrace this is you know that if you if you experience something that may be a little bit challenging with yourself with somebody else then you grow a lot from that and you grow with those people so I think that that's kind of the the root of why we all get out there and suffer on on hills and and then celebrate after <laughs> yeah yeah no that makes sense um that's a really good lead-in uh, what is Breakfast Club? I obviously know, but uh, for people who are listening to this who don't know, what is Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club is not just an old-time movie that people know about. You know, we, <laughs> we are people now... People see my shirt yeah. all the time and are like, great movie. And uh -huh. I'm like, it is, but yep. also... <laughs> yep. I was in line at Chipotle and he goes, did we just become best friends? I love that movie. And I said, <laughs> I've never actually seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the I haven't. I, I've seen clips. So, okay. I mean, that is, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. But yes, okay. I, no, no, it's great. Yeah. As a person who, uh -huh. like, has not seen a ton of movies, mm -hmm. I don't know if you fall into that same bucket yep. but I'm usually busy doing other things yes. or watching yep. like short YouTube clips of stuff it's hard for me to sit down and watch a whole movie I get made fun of relentlessly yeah. by yeah. so many people like friends co-workers like boyfriend everyone's uh -huh. like Amy you don't watch movies so like it's saying something that I've seen Breakfast Club but like yep. no shame for me that you yep. haven't seen Breakfast yep. Club yep. because sometimes you're too busy doing right. other stuff right I mean for me and I'm sure you probably are the same way you know if I sit down and watch a movie it's like the first time I'm like slowing down for the day or whatever <laughs> and then I just fall asleep so you know <laughs> so I, yeah. I can do I can do TV shows you know short little hits of 30 40 minute episodes but if I go in for a movie if it's late in the day I'm, I it's fall too much yeah yeah no I, I feel that so yeah. maybe watching the movie eventually but yes. what okay yes. back back to what right. is Breakfast Club the, yeah. the cycling club what what is it so we so it goes back to when I moved back from California back to Austin. So I came here. Um, I knew so Jake Ritter, who is one of the founding members of Breakfast Club. I swam with him. Um, I met him on my recruiting trip to Texas, oh, and nice. we lived together all five years. You know, we're on the team together, and so we go way back. And 
um, when I moved back, you know, he was like the, the main person that I knew and we both had fallen in love with riding bikes and Jake had met um, Matt and Justin. And so whenever I would visit, I kind of casually met Matt and Justin. But when I moved back, you know, that was then my core group of people that we'd ride bikes with. And nice. so it was the four of us and we would, um, you know, Matt and Justin lead busy lives. Um, you know, at that time I was still getting settled back in. So I had all the time in the world, but they had Saturday mornings open. And so we would always, you know, hop on the bike Saturday mornings, the four of us and go ride the hills because that's like you know, the, 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 what I had fallen in love with in California and you know yeah. what is the best bang for your buck in a couple hours you know instead of having to get in 50 miles out east so we, we just kind of organically started this little Saturday morning thing the four of us and then through um, word of mouth you know Matt would invite his friends Justin would invite his friends Jake and I would invite our friends um, we kind of casually grew this four-person thing into this little group ride that was focused on riding hills and getting breakfast after and pretty soon we were just like wait a second we should call ourselves the breakfast club and then um, <laughs> it just kind of grew and grew and grew and uh pretty soon before we know it, this is at the time we were riding out of carpenter hall um the hotel in downtown austin we had you know kind of flooded the entry hangout area of carpenter hall with 20 people that yep. were getting coffee and rolling out for a ride yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome it it wasn't too long after that. I think Anthony and I joined you in October. We yep. found we saw that Lynn's bike has gotten had gotten stolen, yeah, and yeah. that that post had like made it around to a bunch of bike shops, and that's how we found out about y'all. And uh, oh, we joined amazing. y'all out at Carpenter. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And it was the first time that I had been on a couple of group rides, but it was Anthony's first group ride, and we were both so excited to yeah. like ride bikes with a bunch of people, and especially a bunch of people who seemed like they were in the same boat as us. Mm -hmm. It's nice finding a community of people who are similar to you in terms of like age range. Because yep. um, cycling's great and I love riding with people of all different like ages. And For I think sure. one thing that makes Breakfast Club cool is that there's a lot of different people, yep. but there's a lot of really young cyclists too, which is awesome. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think that just comes naturally from, you know, organic growth, but um, it truly is a very young and like-minded um group ride and now you know i think yeah. it's now a little bit more than a group ride but yeah it's it's, yeah. it's you know um you show up and weirdly like we're all the same kind of people and we all get along <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um to rewind just a touch yep. so at first it was friends and friends mm -hmm. of friends yes at what point at what point were you like okay should we structure things a little bit more like mm -hmm. what what made you decide to to add that in yeah yeah so this um actually kind of gets to the core of like why the four of us just started riding in the first place um i moved back to austin and loved riding bikes and didn't know an immediate place to go to find a community to ride with you know austin yeah. is like the cycling scene is absolutely amazing and it's so unique and unlike any other city and it is very, um, very race focused and very fast. And, you know, you have a long, <laughs> a lot of, uh, of strong riders here. And maybe that goes back to the Lance Armstrong days and, you know, Melo Johnny's being the outpost there. And yeah. the driveway series is so special. You know, you know, we both hopped in that and, yep. and raced bikes. But it's very, you know, fast focused. And, and that's what's kind of draws in a lot of people. But when I showed up, you know, I was used to riding a couple hours in San Francisco Hills. And then I come back and I'm like, you know, I would like to ride with some people. But where do I find that? So. Um, I think we, we th with that in mind, that's kind of how we structured our approach to the ride. And as people showed up, we just really embraced the, hey, you know, we're going to ride for a couple hours and we're going to kind of focus on the community part more than the actual um, elite riding. So there was, there was nice. a gap there that we were trying to fill in, in, yeah. in the cycling scene where it's like people who really want to ride bikes and who want to push themselves and climb hills really, really hard and um, 
but maybe not get out there and race or have to feel like they have to join a race team or pay yeah. a fee to do that. You know, I think that that was kind of what we had in mind. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. I remember we were, Anthony and I were nervous about meeting up with y'all because it was like, well, you mm-hmm. don't know how fast people are going to go right. until you're actually out there. And we messaged you guys and said, how fast do you ride? And you didn't give us a number, which is <laughs> yeah. so weird yeah. in the cycling world yep. to not have a number because it's like, oh, you got to ride 16 to 18 or yep. you're getting dropped or, oh, this is a, you know, this is an 18 plus ride or whatever it is. Yep. And it was different. And we yep. were nervous about showing up that right. we would get dropped, but then we didn't get right. dropped. There were right. people to ride with. So even to this day, um, Breakfast Club gets messages and in emails saying, you know, one, um, what do I have to do to be able to ride with y'all? And two, how fast do you go? And to this day, we say, we have no idea how fast we go. We, we are, you know, anyone can show up and ride. We, we don't know numbers. You know, every yeah. weekend we ride hills. And how do you know how fast you go on hills, right? It's hard to gauge you how fast you go up, how fast you go down week over week. So, um, well, there's Strava, but yeah. there is Strava. There is Strava. Yeah. Yeah. We are effort based. Effort based. Yeah. No, I, I like that. There's, yeah. there's the balance of, tracking yourself with Strava and and wanting to make progress Mm -hmm. and like consistently going out there. But there's also the like comfort and the like safety net in the community of breakfast club. That's like, Hey, yeah, if I don't want to ride with the faster group, I'll drop down a group or I'll drop wherever, or like, Oh, my friends are riding in this group today. Like it's such a welcoming environment. Can you talk a little bit more about the the structure of that for people who don't know about it or people who are nervous to show up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that also just kind of formed organically. You know, we started as four people and by the time we started adding friends and friends of friends and we would get varying skill levels showing up to ride with us. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the whole idea is you don't show up at that time to Carpenter Hall when we were leaving to ride by yourself. So we would yeah. always kind of, you know, structure people out to, you know, regroup and whatnot. And it just kind of formed over time. And the bigger and bigger we got, we realized, you know, like we have enough. Well, once we officially kicked it off, it was like we have enough people to do four groups. And one thing that we'd always kept in mind with Breakfast Club is we always want to be welcoming and inclusive and anyone is welcome. In order to do that, you have to welcome any skill level. So um, we have four groups and it's what we call ABCD or one, two, three, four, however you want to term it. But we have four groups, four different, I guess, pace, pace groups, you could call it. And, um, it started out with, they were all pretty comparable. Um, probably one of the first rides that y'all showed up to is that Carpenter Hall was probably like 40 people. And, yeah. you know, we maybe had 10 people in each group and, and, you know, one group would go off faster than the other. And we all kind of rolled out at the same time now um now that we've grown and we've added more structure around it we have rolling rolling pace groups so a group will will roll out first uh, five minutes later b group five minutes later c and then d and um a and b are technically our our drop rides so if you want to go out and you're feeling good that day you want to really push yourself and go for it but maybe you find out you know you don't have the legs you will drop back but b is there to pick you up say if you go with a or you go with b you know c is there to pick you up and c and d are absolutely no drop rides so you go out there on a saturday and our goal is push yourself as hard as you want but you should never be riding alone yeah yeah what what was the motivation behind that as someone as someone who's been an elite athlete and mm-hmm. has is very used to going fast mm-hmm. what made you want to include everybody yeah yeah I think, um, you know, we, you know, coming from the four, the four of us that started, we're very different people in and of ourselves. And so that kind of just, ha- we kind of instilled this, this mentality in our approach to like building this is that, you know, we are different, yet we all ride together, the four of us. So how can we just grow that, you know, and like, yeah. you know, you know, make sure that everyone truly is welcome. Um, 
I think that a lot of a lot of group rides maybe before in you know I can't I haven't ridden with 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 all group rides here in Austin, let alone in the country. But I think we have a very unique approach in how like we have our four very big structured groups. It could be like there are other there are other group rides where you know you roll out together and it may be no drop, but if it's no drop, then it's just one person that rides with you in the back and right. brings you home. But yeah. here you have a group of thirty that's going to bring you home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So with Breakfast Club, things started up, things grew really quickly, yep. um, split into groups so that everyone had a place. Yep. But there's some other things that are going on with Breakfast Club too, right? Like there's a trip coming up. It sounds mm-hmm. like there was a smaller trip that happened like before out to Marfa somewhere. Mm-hmm. Talk yep. about other things that Breakfast Club's doing. Yeah, yeah. We have this this idea of Breakfast Club kind of reimagining the group ride slash cycling community um, experience and we've really kind of structured ourselves in a a much different way Um, you know I think like I'd mentioned the four of us were riding together casually while we went out to Marfa the four of us brought our bikes went out there and rode and it was like kind of like we should just do this you know that was kind of the the inception point where it's like you know why don't we just make this um, bigger than it already is. And so we kind of had this, we were located in Austin, go out to Marfa, and we had this really unique experience, the four of us, and we're like, hey, let's bring something special to Austin, but also we could we realize we could bring that elsewhere as well. So um, we have an upcoming trip to Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, and it's our first time ever really taking our big community now outside of Austin. And our goal is to be able to to see, you know, and, and really... Um, see what we can do in taking our community outside of our, our, our known, you know, hills, our known community, our known, you know, our comfort zone and going out (laughs) somewhere else and, you know, really kind of building more of the community part. And like, we are going to ride, you know, but, um, I think breakfast club is, is already way more than that and can be way more than that. Yeah. That's awesome. Was the trip out to Marfa when you decided that breakfast club was going to be something bigger or was that a like, let's do trips as well kind of thing? So it was, it was a slow organic build up to Marfa and you know, um, we love riding bikes. We love experiencing new places. And I think that's kind of the breakfast club in Mo's like we ride, you know, we love riding. We experience new roads together. We went out to Marfa to experience this new place. Um, being on the bike, you experience places in, in, in a much different way. And that was kind of the the inflection point where we're like, um, we've kind of created something here and we think that, you know, we think it's special and we've kind of found this small community that does. And if we go back to Austin, it could be a very unique time to kind of flip that switch and and see what it can really do. Awesome. When was that? Marfa was in, um, it was in july of last year july july of of 2019 yeah and we started um july of 2020 sorry Mm -hmm. july of 2020 what is time what is time it's july of 2020 and we started breakfast club in august okay yeah coming up on our first birthday so right after that yeah Yeah. first birthday is this saturday what what are we what are we doing for for saturday yeah um you know i think what i like about breakfast club is we 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 surprise people. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we never was... we never do the expected. So <laughs> you got to come out and see. <laughs> okay, one of the, one of the fun things about Breakfast Club though is that there's there's this game of like suspense, mm-hmm. and it's like people know what's happening, people know what's going on, but right. everyone loves it. Right. The the suspense of like oh like Grant designed a T-shirt and like the the guys are putting out a shirt, uh-huh. but like oh you got to show up to the ride to get yeah. it or oh like it yeah. just there's an extra layer of like fun associated with like is, yeah. you're not exactly sure 
what fun breakfast club thing mm-hmm. is going to be. You got to be there to find out. Is right. that, are you the mastermind behind that? Who, who I, is that? I would say like, you know, movement and creativity is, are my two passions and I've somehow <laughs> found a way to bring those together, but it's very much a group effort in how we kind of envision, you know, what's going on. And I mean, I say that, but sometimes we're like, Hey, let's just do this. And you know, it's just, yeah. you know, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but this is kind of just gets to, you know, how we're trying to re-envision and, and redo the whole, what is a group ride, you know, like there's, yeah. you know, in the past, you know, I've shown up to group rides and you ride together, you don't really talk to a lot of people and you go home. Yep. And so how can we actually make this something that could be like a destination for people? You know, we've already had people come in from all over Texas. We had, oh my gosh, we had a guy yeah. come in from Chicago. He's like, I need to ride with y'all. You know, it's yeah. like, how can we kind of build this cool um, experience that goes beyond just riding? Um, and I think that the way we are doing that is this fun little approach to like merch and building a brand and building something that people feel like they can be a part of that's bigger than just like riding next to someone and talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. What do you, when people decide to join Breakfast Club, is is that, do you think the thing that draws them in over the, the actual bikes themselves? Like what what is it? Yeah, yeah. What is the... The magic or what is yep. what is what is the special thing that's helped us grow so much and i really um i really think we're still figuring that out i think we're still <laughs> realizing that on a on a weekly basis you know i think that if i had to boil it down to one thing it is the people in the community that show up mm-hmm. and then we are able to do stuff on top of that right like yeah. we we would not be able to do any of this if if no one showed up yeah. so there's something there's something special about how we are like attracting people and i think I think it goes back to um, how we communicate and how we message and how we branded our our, our breakfast club group ride and, and the community. And I think that people know it's different and they mm-hmm. see that. And it's taken some time. Um, yeah. You know, we, we did kind of grow quickly and then we sold out a little bit and then all of a sudden it's just been, you know, take off ever since. And so I think it takes a while for people to realize, you know, what is it? You know, can yeah. I just show up? Will I get dropped? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How, how does this thing work? And um <laughs> I think we like those questions and we like that because it's kind of the unknown, the mm-hmm. unknown part. And um, I think the unknown and what we're going to do next also plays into that. So it's kind of like this this circle of, you know, people want to show up and be part of something really special and we're trying to, to do that. Yeah. So part of Breakfast Club and part of the fun is the suspense and the like organic growth and mm-hmm. the building on opportunities. Do you have any like dreams or visions for breakfast club that you are willing to share with whoever does listen to this podcast. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, very big dreams for breakfast club for sure. Um, I mean, we are in Austin, we are an Austin community and we want to keep investing in Austin. We want to mm-hmm. really, you know, solidify our place here and, um, and grow within, within the city. You know, um, I think we've already kind of made a name for ourselves in the cycling community, but I think that I we can, so. <laughs> we, we can, we can keep doing that. Um, you know, I, we would love to grow this thing to double its size and have support vehicles all over the road in Austin. And wow. we have four big groups and people, you know, come in just to be a part of the breakfast club, right. And on yeah. a Saturday morning, um, with that comes investing in people. And I think that, um, we're, we, we've recently started trying to really invest and grow our ride leader base. And, and with that comes even more growth for, um, ridership. So I think that investing in our ride leaders, trusting them to be ambassadors of breakfast club and cycling in Austin and growing, you know, maybe beyond just a Saturday morning and, yeah. and you know, seeing, seeing how that, um, see how that plays out. I think that we've provided an outlet for people to feel welcome to coming and riding with bikes, riding with people and being on bikes and kind of mm-hmm. an intro into the very cool, unique part of Austin, which is the race scene. Yeah. So I could see more and more 
you know, people representing Breakfast Club at the driveway yeah, series or, or, in, so cool. or in road races. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's almost kind of like a really cool badge of honor to be, you know, wearing a Breakfast Club kit or being in some sort of Breakfast Club gear and being out in the community and saying, you know, like, hey, we're a part of this and we're bringing people into it. And, yeah, um, I could definitely see those two being our, our big focuses um, throughout the rest of this year and next. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there, are you aware of anyone else around the country who has a, a similar club in terms of like size in terms of what y'all are doing what y'all are trying to do is there a model for you (laughs) (laughs) i think we are breaking the model i think we're breaking the mold um you know not really not to our knowledge um you know maybe this podcast will will, you know they'll be like hey (laughs) here we are hey i'm Um, already doing this and we're up to 500 people every weekend um i i i wish you know so we could kind of you know maybe have some some guidance but i feel like you know we're we're leading the way in in, in what we know yeah. um and, and definitely what what we know here in austin um i think that you know we've moved since i haven't really mentioned but we moved since from carpenter hall mm-hmm. to swedish hill to right. now hold out brewing all very cool local establishments here oh, in yeah. austin and i think that with each move we've kind of built this cool post-ride experience that people maybe come to ride their bike, but maybe even focus more on that. And so I think yeah. that, I think as we grow and how we kind of continue to break break the model and break the mold is investing in that after ride experience. The people, you know, we, we already do have people sacrificing long rides on Saturdays just to come ride with Breakfast Club <laughs> and be a part of it. And yeah. so I think that more and more, um, that's our unique part that is it's pretty hard to find elsewhere. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, can you tell people a little bit about Holdout? I think it's a really ideal spot to yeah. have a like gathering for, for cyclists, but tell, tell people more about Holdout. Yeah, yeah. Holdout Brewing, um, it's our new home. It's, it's on the west side of Austin, west side of downtown, and it's kind of our gateway to the hills out west. Um, it's a brewery, brand new brewery. Um, they're, they've been open, I think, you know, less than a year, coming on a year, year and a half. Um, relatively new. And we found Holdout through one of our initial riders. Um, she used to work there, and um, we love beer. We love riding bikes. We like beer. She she worked worked there and liked riding bikes with us. And so we would go, you know, get post ride beers there and hang out. And this relationship kind of developed where you know we wanted that to be our home with our size. It made sense, and they've really welcomed us with open arms. And they'll open up their better half coffee early for us, and then open up right at 10 a.m. when we're back to ride. And they've curated a custom breakfast club menu and you know have done these really cool pop-up experiences and we're really excited and have some things in the works to really grow that part of it so um it's kind of now just a a big partnership in a sense and how can we help each other both grow and and be and be successful yeah definitely the other thing that i appreciate about holdout is Mm -hmm. that the big like gravel parking lot in the back so that people who don't live super close or who want to just like bust it up for the ride actually like have a place to park that's not insane because downtown is uh tough yes and that's one thing we felt as we were growing is you know people we want to keep growing breakfast club to bring in more than just the downtowners right like we want people to come in and and be able um to ride with us and their huge parking lot with the downtown view is you know we take it over you know we show up at 7 30 early and there's no one in the parking lot and by 8 a.m when we're rolling out every spot is taken (laughs) yeah you got it you got to get there early (laughs) with cars and bike racks on cars and um i think that it's a whole new market for holdout as well you know 
it is kind of a convenient place to pop in and get a beer on if you're on a bike, but I wouldn't say it's always been a huge cycling destination, but yeah. I think that that's it's already changed. about to be. <laughs> yeah. 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 When, uh, yesterday when I was out with Babes Ride, there were some people who weren't us who mm-hmm. were on bikes hanging out yeah. at, behind Holdout. And I was like, that's cool. That's neat. Like, yeah. Cyclists yeah. are hanging out yeah. here now. One thing, you know, breakfast we always want to do is kind of help support local you know, businesses and cause they support us, you know, if we're on, if you go out and ride, you're going to stop in and get a coffee somewhere. You're going to stop in and get food. You know, yep. it's just, it's part of the culture of riding a bike. And so <laughs> how can we, you know, find a home that helps us do that um, and helps them, you know, succeed as a business as well. So, yeah, definitely. Breakfast club, it really has cherry picked the like best parts of bike culture. I feel like and put them together yep. and left a lot of the like snobbery and put ego sort of to the side yep. a little bit where like yep. breakfast club is like, food like coffee beer like looking good it's yeah. like it doesn't matter if you literally just showed up like people are gonna be like is that a new kit like yeah. that looks awesome yeah. or like your bike so yeah. cool and it doesn't it doesn't really matter like nope. what exactly you're riding or what kit yeah. you're wearing um yeah. people are people are excited for you to try to look the part and like yep. you know yep. that's so fun yeah i think a good way to like summarize that or is, is we've captured like the culture part of it you know mm-hmm. in, in 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 a very unique way and that's in part because of the people that show up and embrace that and um you know we do ride but it's not like a hey we're gonna see how far we can go today and spend all day on the bike and then be so tired we can't talk to each other you know? <laughs> um, i do love riding yeah. like that but not not on saturday <laughs> mornings saturday um, i think that people show up to be a part of the culture and the community and biking is a part of that but another big part of that is you know eating good food at a place like Holdout and yeah. having some beers and, you know, connecting with people when a time, you know, like it's been hard to do that in the past, you know, year, year and a half, two years. Um, but yeah, I think it's a cool outlet for people and they acknowledge that and really embrace, embrace that part of it. And yeah. we do too, you know, we started breakfast club with, we can ride Hills, but we, sh- our goal was always to consume more than you burned. And I think that <laughs> we've always kept that approach and people are starting to really embrace it. Yeah, no. <laughs> You should never lose weight on a Saturday ride. You should gain weight. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Eat more bagels. Yeah. Eat, eat like more, more beer, more cream cheese. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, we are the good, breakfast good club things. after it's all, the you know, breakfast club, yeah. you know, You've made a T-shirt with a donut yep, on it. Like yep, that's yep, it's it's yep. there for a reason. We're giving people the okay. <laughs> giving people the okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I I love that. Um, in terms of you, mm-hmm. when you're not riding a bike, mm-hmm. what what are you doing? Because it seems like Breakfast Club must take up a lot of your time. Yeah. There's a lot of scheming and uh-huh. there's a lot of social mediaing and yep. there's there's a lot yep. behind the scenes. Yep. I'm sure. What do I do when I'm I'm not riding a bike? Um, I'm probably working on Breakfast Club. I'm working so I can ride bikes with people. Um, yeah. I do have a full-time job. I juggle that with Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is my passion project. Um, when I'm not doing either th- of those two, um, I'm pro- you'll probably find me, you know, I love being in water coming from my, my history of a swimmer. So Barton Springs is amazing. I love being in and around water, um, moving, you know, running, paddleboarding, um, something like that. I love good beer, hence why we're at Holdout, so you'll probably find me at the breweries around town. I, I, you know, I love experiencing Austin. It's an amazing, amazing city. It's why I, you know, I left and moved back. I missed it. There's no place like it, so I love indulging in all the unique, you know, establishments and stuff like that, Um, you know, which aligns well with Breakfast Club itself. You know, we we like supporting cool establishments, so I do that on my free time as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It really sounds like Breakfast Club is Grant Rogers. Grant Rogers (laughs) is Breakfast Club. (laughs) Dream dream realization. Dream realization, (laughs) yeah. Stumbled into this really awesome thing. Um, Where is your favorite breakfast? Where is my favorite breakfast? I would say... 
and this goes back from my college days. Um, breakfast tacos are a food group, <laughs> and breakfast tacos are my favorite breakfast. Um, if anyone's been to Taco Joint in Austin, there used to be just one location by oh, yeah. University of Texas campus. Now there's two, but Taco Joint is, <clears throat> I think, the best. And they have homemade tortillas. You know, best best ta- best breakfast tacos in town. Oh yeah, yeah. What'd you get? What was your go-to? Uh, potato, egg, and cheese. I'm potato classic. Cheese. Potato, egg, and cheese. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Those were right across from the engineering building. So yes, my yes. buddies and I always were going down the stairs yep. and like running across the street yep. to get to yep. Taco Joint. It's funny. You know, I feel like that place was always flooded with um, engineers or swimmers that could were so tired they could barely like open their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it, on, on mornings, it was just flooded. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's awesome. Um, I got a couple more questions yeah. for you. So... Uh, on the Breakfast Club website, yep. your like profiles of who you are, the, the four dudes, has not been updated in no, a while. Um, so yours says that <laughs> you, A, that you're vegan. Yep. You're not vegan, no, are you? No, not, okay. not anymore. Okay, you were vegan. I was, yes. What happened? Yes, these bios do need to be updated. And I've mentioned this several times to my my business partners, and they will not let me update it. <laughs> um, yeah, so going, going back to when I, you know, got out of graduated from college and started training for my Ironman. Um, I went vegan. I was, you hmm. know, listening to while you were training for your Ironman. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I was listening to the ritual podcast uh-huh. and, um, he was kind of my endurance mindset, um, at the time. And, you know, he was plant-based and I was doing all this research and I was like, I'm going to go all in on this Ironman that I've never even done a triathlon. I'm going to do it. And I went vegan and, um, I stuck with it for five years. So I was vegan for five years. That's um, a long time. My whole time out in San Francisco and, missed out on all the seafood and I moved back here and um you know I'd had Texas barbecue you know when I was in college but could I moved back couldn't have Texas barbecue and then I just came to this to this realization and I was like you know I'm doing this um I was doing it for, for you know fitness reasons health and fitness and I I was like you know what would happen if I ate fish again what would happen if I ate eggs and I I've been strong ever since so yeah I just gave it up okay <laughs> yeah gotcha the other thing that's on your profile is that you haven't raced bikes, which is not true <laughs> I know, anymore. It's not true. Uh, talk, talk to me about racing. Yeah, yeah. Racing is something you know. I've I've raced my whole life. I've raced swimming, um, swimming my whole life. Um, you know, I got, quickly got into triathlon, raced that, moved to Austin, got a brand new, way too expensive triathlon bike, and I was like, I'm gonna go that's all how you do it. go all in on this, right? Um, I love racing. It's ingrained in me, um, and I I braced once on that bike and I fell out of love with racing triathlon and so I've I've recently just been focusing on um bikes you know it's what I love now it's the community that we've built and it's my lifestyle and so um racing bikes has really become my new my new passion project and how do I test myself and I think that you know one thing that I've done over my whole life is how do I get stronger 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 um how do I you know ride bikes harder and a cool thing that I've realized um through friends and through joining a race team here called Night Owls Racing is it doesn't necessarily matter if you're the strongest cyclist out there. Um, if it, it's there's a lot of tactics, there's a lot of strategy, oh there's a lot of strategy, there's a lot of positioning and how do you play yourself in the field and that's more of like a mental challenge for me. And so I think that that's bringing a whole new love for the for the sport for me is how can I be strong but at the same time how can I be smart and how can I race that? So that's yeah. that's going to be my focus going forward is um how do I grow myself in more of just the bike racing part of, yeah, of it? That's awesome. Yeah, there is something to, because swimming, there's not a whole lot of strategy in swimming. Right. There's a right. little bit. A little right? bit. A little a, bit. A touch. Yeah. But yeah. compared to something like bike racing, that oh, yeah. there's that like endurance, like yep. go grind with 
the crit racing, which requires yeah. so much awareness of your own body, your own bike, other people's yep. bodies, reading the like pack in front of you, deciding where yep. to go, deciding when to sprint, when, when to not go. to sprint. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a lot. It is. It is. Um, yeah, swimming is oftentimes, you know, you're in a lane by yourself. Yep. Can't really draft nope, off someone. Nobody's, can't, um, can't really, yeah. It's, a, you know, whoever goes the hardest and is the most efficient at their stroke wins, right? Yep. Like that's whoever's strongest goes the hardest wins. Um, in in cycling, I think I've heard this said many times is the winner is whoever works the least. You know, it's like, can mm. can you finish yeah. without trying the hardest? Um, yeah. I quickly yeah. realized my very first crit race that being off the front the whole race does not let you win. <laughs> Did you try that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I was off the front the whole time and, you know quickly realized that the, the in sprint that, you know, you can't do that. So it's, you got to play your cards right. And that's what I love about it. And um, yeah, yeah, every race is different too, based on the field. So a lot yeah. of moving parts. Have you raced under like Night Owls's name yeah. yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not, okay. I've been, I've been breakfast club only, been you know, breakfast club only. I'm breakfast club born and raised. So <laughs> I've been racing breakfast club. Um, but yeah, I, I I will have a night owls debut, and I really do. Once I do that, really want to make sure that you know I'm I'm all in on it. So yeah. um, there's some road races coming up in the fall that I really want to do, um, nice. as well as just getting more consistent at driveway and getting that crit experience. Yeah. yeah, awesome, very cool. And you got to go to Tulsa too. Yes. Did you yes. did you get you did some riding in Tulsa? You didn't yeah. do any racing. So I right? went up with night owls, and I did um, Tulsa Tough for people who don't know. It's it's probably the the most fun crit race in the country oh my gosh. and it's i didn't even know about it until yeah, this year and it looks like a like bike party for just days it's essentially a music festival slash bike <laughs> festival slash you know it's it takes over the city for the weekend and i went up there with night owls to experience it for the first time mm -hmm. and that's when my eyes just just opened i was like this is what you people can race really hard and push themselves and have a blast and i was like this is what i'm all about this is what breakfast club was about and i was like how can you know my, my natural tendency to, you know, have fun in Austin at Breakfast Club also transfer into having fun racing with Night Owls. So I saw that. It was amazing. We, we raced, um, some guys raced the crits and we watched and supported and a few of us did the long Grand Fondo rides during the day. So we would ride, we rode 100 miles nice. one day, 70 miles the next day, just through out and around Tulsa and got to experience the city and really see what bike racing is like. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Grant, is there anything that we didn't talk about or that I didn't ask you a question about that you want to tell people about, either about yourself or about Breakfast Club? I mean, I could I could ramble on and ask you yeah. more questions. Yeah. I'm super excited about the Santa Fe trip. Yes. Um, so that's yeah. that's on the top of my mind right now. No, but. I think that you know just just saying that Breakfast Club truly is for for everyone, right? And like we want people to know that, and I think that people are realizing that. And the more we grow, you know, the more we want to keep that keep that approach. Um, yeah. We've captured both ends of the cycling community here in Austin. We have you know, Cat One racers showing up. To oh my gosh. A. We yeah. have people buying a bike a week ago, showing up on flat pedals, riding in, in, in one of the back groups. And we always want that to, to happen and it always will happen. And so I just want, you know, the more that we grow, you know, Breakfast Club truly is for everyone. And so yeah. um, we'll never lose touch with that. Yeah, that is awesome. So if you just got a bike or if you've been riding for a little bit mm -hmm. or if you ride semi-professionally or professionally, yeah. You are welcome at Breakfast Club. Yep. You're welcome to send the guys a message and ask how fast they ride, <laughs> but you won't get a number answered. We will not give you a number. <laughs> <laughs> and the best way to find out is by showing up. By showing up. Yep, by showing up. You just got to show up to experience it. So. Yeah, well, Grant, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to do this again at some yeah, point. Yeah, thanks so much, Amy. It was a pleasure. All right. <laughs>
Before we go, I wanted to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to help support the podcast, take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Eastside Movement Co. To stay up to date on all the latest from us, sign up for our newsletter on our website, eastsidemovement.com, or give us a follow on Instagram at Eastside Movement Co. Thank you again for listening. Thank you.